Hello, listeners. Hello. Hello. This is Funk Radio. Is it true that you sound different in your own head than you do in real life? Because whenever I hear recordings of myself, like when I listen back to these episodes, Mm -hmm. uh, I sound completely different in reality than I do in my own head. In my head, I sound like James Bond, when (laughs) in reality, I sound like Bobcat Goldthwait. Now, when you say James Bond, is there a specific one in mind, or is it just like uh, a not Sean Connery because he sounds like he has marbles in his mouth? Hmm. Um, I'm thinking, uh, what's the new blonde guy? Daniel Daniel Day Lewis, Daniel Craig. <laughs> I'm just imagining Daniel Day Lewis as James Bond. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he like actually kills people to get into the role. <laughs> oh gosh. Welcome to Funk Radio, where we are we are kind of silly. Just a little. Yeah. So, listeners, uh, fairly recently, we've done a couple of episodes about um, miniature cassette tapes and the multiple forms that those took over the years. That kind of got us thinking about other um, music formats in smaller sizes than normal, and actually there are... Uh, a couple. There's uh, many CDs, which we'll do in this episode. In the next episode, Kyle's going to teach us about um, mini vinyl records, which yep. I didn't know was a thing. So I know all fun. about small things. I'm going to leave that where it is. <laughs> Actually, you know, you, you could say that the these three, you know, if you include cassettes, I mean, that kind of it's kind of the pro- progression of um, when they were kind of introduced. Um, yeah, because I'm I'm struggling to remember the exact year that micro cassettes and whatnot were introduced, but I know they were popularized in in the 80s. Um, mini CDs, they were introduced in 1987. If you don't know, listeners, mini CDs are basically identical, technologically speaking, to CDs. Really, the only difference is that they're smaller physically and they have less capacity. Um, so it's not too hard to imagine what they're like. Uh, Kyle, if you want, you can click on this picture here. Okay. And Aww. you listeners can imagine the picture. I was going to say, I vaguely remember one program that I bought. God knows what it was or when it was. But it came with like a mini CD installer. And I remember I okay. looked at it, I'm like, how the hell am I supposed to put this in my CD drive? <laughs> but in apparently in a lot of CD drives at least for computers, uh, the little tray that comes out or whatever, there's a groove that lets you put a mini CD in and it kind of just sits in the middle of it. Yeah, um, and I was going to mention that a little oh, bit later. Um, well, no, it's, not a, it's not a big point. It's kind of just a, a little fact in passing. But yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Is um, In the CD tray and computers, I think since the mid-90s or so, um, it's been standard to include the uh indentations for both the regular cds but then there's also like the the smaller one inside it so in terms of the actual physical size difference um mini cds are two-thirds of the diameter of regular cds so they're eight centimeters across versus 12 um or if you wanted to convert that to inches it's roughly three inches versus five and for that reason actually the original name of mini cds was actually cd3 in connection with its rough uh, diameter and in, in inches. So in addition to just a regular round uh, mini CD, there's also, I'm not going to go too far into this, but there's an interesting variant 
called a business card CD. That's basically the same thing, except it's lopped off on two sides. So it has two flat edges. Ew. I don't like that. Um, but basically that cuts it down to the size of a business card. If you want to be mid-90s cool techie guy with your <laughs> CD. I just imagine card. like the nerds that like think it's cool to have a business card that's a CD. <laughs> it like has like a crappy 90s PowerPoint on it or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also wanted to mention... Um, this other point as well, really quick at the beginning here. Um, these mini CDs should not be confused with a very similar format that was proprietary to Sony's PlayStation Portable. Okay, I was going to ask about that actually. Yeah, so Sorry you mentioned that. That's um, very similar in size. It's uh, six centimeters across versus eight, but it, like I said, is proprietary to the PSP and was only ever used for that system. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not the format that we're talking about today. It's funny, I'm so embarrassed, but when the PSP came out, not only did they have games on that medium, but they also put movies on it, and I I was one of the unfortunate people that was like, this is the future, so I bought a bunch of movies on that disc type, Mm. uh, including, but not limited to, Dodgeball, which was awesome, (laughs) uh, Napoleon Dynamite. Okay. Cool. <laughs> and a couple others that I don't remember. But huh. yeah, I just remember in like 2004, I must have been a freshman in high school. I was like, this is the future of technology, man. So I thought I was so cool for having these like mini DVDs. Mm. And as you said, by 2016, they were discontinued. I think I lost them or sold them back to GameStop or something. Yeah. But, well, I, I think the PSP itself probably lasted a lot shorter than that. Um, mm-hmm. 12 year period. I mean, in terms of being sold and everything, but yeah, the, the actual format of those discs is, is no longer being produced mm-hmm. as of a couple of years ago. But yeah, I, I think what you said is, you know, kind of ties back to, I think a lot of people have fascination with miniature versions of things. Mm-hmm. Um, we are no exception because we keep talking about it on the show <laughs> in various forms, but yeah, that's amusing. Um, so We've talked about the the physical size difference between regular CDs, but what about the capacity? Uh, many CDs can only hold 24 minutes of music um, in comparison to about 80 minutes on a regular CD. Um, so the capacity is proportionally a lot less than the physical size. You know, I as I was doing research into many CDs, at least in the context of music, as you know, this podcast is, Mini CDs used for music is a very specific thing, you know, historically speaking. And it, it was it's kind of at this very brief cross-section between two different other sort of obscure things. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm kind of going to talk about, well, I mean, we've, we've already talked a little bit about the, the format itself, which is the two, um, one of the two topics um, of mini CDs just as like a physical medium for storage. The other aspect of the that this kind of crosses with is the concept of cd singles um now the the mini cd was originally introduced specifically for this purpose uh cd singles or mini cds for this purpose were introduced to replace the seven inch vinyl single which is a pretty popular uh format and has been you know at least at the time had been for decades you know and to remind the listeners this is a, a smaller form vinyl record that's not for an entire album but rather um a single you know a a hit song um 
But obviously, you know, by the time we get to the late 80s, early 90s, I think the world was starting to move away from vinyl um, by that point. So mini CDs were basically introduced to replace this. It was the newer technology because in the 80s, CDs were the future. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's great and all, but <laughs> they were really in terms of mainstream music and, you know, these being adopted by real record companies. They only lasted a couple of years. Um, like I said, they were introduced in 1987, and they barely made it into the early 90s. I mean, they only were really around for a couple of years. But interestingly, though, even though the major record companies and everything were like, well, mini CDs, we don't like these. We're going to get rid of them, and I'll get back more into that in a minute. Even though they abandoned that format, they the actual concept of CD singles continued on for many more years, um, just using regular CDs instead. So basically, imagine using an entire CD, but it only had like one or two songs on it. I was going to say, so like the rest of it like wasn't written onto. It's just I, blank. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that's weird. So yeah, um, actually, and in that form, they continued to be produced on kind of a smaller scale into the two thousands. And from what I can tell, by the late two thousands, and I guess certainly by twenty ten, I think they were just completely gone. Because really, music stores, a couple of things are happening. One. Digital music by that time had really taken off with things like iTunes and all that. So um, CDs were really on the decline at that point. Also, with that whole transition, was also kind of phasing out the idea of singles being sold separately from an album. Mm -hmm. Now, you certainly can still do that with digital music, but there's no... like it's, It's not like you're selling it necessarily as two different pieces. So that whole idea kind of became antiquated. And so really, CD singles were like the last stand of the single as it were hmm. today you know obviously cd singles aren't being released you know generally but apparently you know just the cds the format itself uh independent musicians at least some of them still use that format today as a cheap and easy way to distribute their music so i guess if they're looking for something that's high quality that's not just like a digital download then i guess that's the way to go mm-hmm. um so, sort of interesting, uh, the reasons that really many CDs from a music perspective didn't really pan out, um, as I was explaining a few minutes ago. Mm-hmm. For one, record companies were really not liking the fact that these smaller CDs were incompatible with a lot of CD players. Now, you and I just talked a minute, a few minutes ago about, oh, oh, the CD trays on computers can take them. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, they did not, because the format was super new. So for there's a few, you know, there's obviously a few different kinds of, you know, CD um, players for trays specifically that wasn't even added until really after they had that format had basically been abandoned, ironically. And so you also have spindle loaded uh, CD players, you know, like a a Walkman, for example, Mm -hmm. um, where really the size doesn't matter at all because you're just locking it into that center pin and then whatever. Um, the real problem with um, mini CDs, though, is slot-loaded CD players, and that includes things like the CD player in your car or the early, uh, I think, I don't remember where, at least the PlayStation 2, if not also the 3, um, was cited as an example of a, a popular slot-loaded CD player that did not take these. And then there was cases where, like, oh, there was an adapter where you could put it into the th- as an adapter the size of a regular CD and it would work. So there's all this kind of complication. Record companies were like, we don't want to deal with this shit. 
So that was one big reason that they stopped using them. Another reason was that, uh, and I found this kind of interesting. So many CDs in terms of like CD singles were sold for only a couple of bucks because they only had a couple of songs on them, which was a good alternative for people who only wanted like, you know, the hit single versus the entire album, which is uh, probably $10, $15. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem with this from the, <laughs> the record company's perspective is basically the mini CDs were starting to... Uh, uh, compete with the sales of the full album itself, but the full album has a much higher profit margin. Mm. Uh, so they did, they were not happy about that. Oh, I see. So people were buying the singles yeah. in lieu of the full album, therefore yeah. lo- losing out on profit. For the, That's funny. Exactly. Yeah. So um, basically it was, they were seeing competition from one of their other own formats, um, which is kind of amusing. And then the third reason was that simply because, like from a production standpoint, Regular CDs were a lot more common, so they were cheaper to produce. Mm. So that, in combination with the other things, I think, led to these being abandoned for music purposes within about two years or so. But they stuck around for other purposes like program installations and whatever. Right. Yeah. So I was going to get back to that very briefly, which is just saying, you know, the mini CD format as it exists today, which it does still exist today. Uh, basically, you know, you can still go to the store right now and go buy, you know, blank mini CDs um, and use them for data storage and, any, you know, whatever you want, as you would a regular CD. Mm-hmm. Um, even though they only have a third of the capacity of a normal CD, um, they're still considered useful for purposes where you want something with a smaller form factor and you don't need, you know, 700 megabytes, whatever the usual size is. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed that apparently... Um, some electronics and other things are actually now packaged with the documentation or the drivers um, on a mini CD. Mm. So yeah, that format still exists. It's just not really, for all intents and purposes, it hasn't been used for music for 10, 20 years. Yeah. I mean, Um, it kind of makes sense, I guess, that, you know, that format wouldn't be super useful for music, uh, especially since they came around at a time when people were already slowly transitioning to like, you know, digital music, Mm -hmm. like as in like MP3s or whatever. So, you know, why, why buy a single on a mini CD when you can just get it on an MP3? Exactly. Yeah. And really digital music is what largely, I mean, that, that obviously killed CDs in general, but I think just the impracticality or the fact that the, you know, CD players at the time didn't catch up quick enough, you know, to support this format that it just was just not, not worth it. Anyway, that's kind of a quick rundown on mini CDs. Um, mm-hmm. uh, there, there is more that can be said about this, you know, maybe on a tech podcast or something. Um, but really from a musical perspective, that's a pretty solid, quick overview. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of interesting how, I guess, at least from a music standpoint, how basically it was a blip on the music radar. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you're right. I, I think, I want to say it was either like my CPU or my GPU, uh, when I built my computer, came with a mini CD, okay. which obviously would have had any drivers that were needed. So That's interesting. Yeah, right? Um, but yeah, mini CDs are cute, and I wish they would come back. Just because yeah. they're small. 
I want like a mini Sony Walkman to play them. <laughs> oh, actually, you know, that's that's one thing I wasn't really going to get into with this, but there were a handful of examples of mini CD players that were produced. And there was one, I don't remember the exact model now. Um, I wonder if I can find that really quick. But basically, you know, it, it was a, a player for mini CDs, similar to a regular CD player, you know, like a Walkman-esque mm-hmm. sort of thing. Um, was it the... Yeah, it was the Sony uh, D88, uh, which was introduced in 1990. Um, but the interesting thing about it, if you look at pictures of it, is it could also play regular size CDs. But in order Aww. for it to, in order for it to take a full CD, the CD actually stuck out from the dimensions of the player itself. Oh, that's weird. Um, and it's hard to describe, but if you look up Sony D-88 listeners, it's a, kind of an interesting thing i wonder how that was practical at all it probably wasn't it doesn't look practical whatsoever like that looks like a great way to break your cd yeah it looks really cool though yeah that's funny oh my gosh peter you need to track this down and buy it (laughs) it's probably like super sought after now watch i don't know there's um the funny thing is there's record players that are like that as well where it's like a semi portable record player where like the speaker and the amp and everything are built into it but it slides like onto the record it's it's hard to describe the record just spins and you hold the player and it's kind of like holding a pizza slicer or something. i can i can <laughs> picture that that sounds really wonky but that sounds cool yeah, that might be um if the if these things are prolific enough that maybe that'd be a fun future episode is like hmm. weird pieces of pieces of technology that play, you know, normal formats but in weird ways. Mhm. So, yeah, I might write that down actually. Anyway, so uh that's that's the end of that. Yay. So, um if you have ever interacted with many CD before listeners, Tell us on Facebook at facebook.com slash getyourfunk. And if you want to listen to our other recent episodes about other many things, uh, cassettes really, at this point, um, go to getyourfunk.com and scroll down to one of our other episodes. Or just search mini. That is true. Yes, stay tuned for another exciting episode of Funk Radio where we talk about little things and little people. I Well, I... Unless there's something I'm not aware of. I don't think we're talking about that. (laughs) Oh, you will see, Peter. Mm. Okay. (laughs) Bye, (laughs) listeners. Bye.